Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. It's time to play like a jet with your host, Scott Mason. Play like a jet. What does that mean? Garrett Wilson. Whoa! What a catch! Touchdown, Jets! That kid's amazing. Gibson on the return. Near side. I don't see any flags. Gibson inside the 30. Hits the Jets. And he's gonna go! Jets win it! Touchdown, rookie Xavier Gibson. Game over. Allen has time. Intercepted. Sauce Gardner's got it. Allen tripped up. He could not get past Jermaine Johnson. Oh, look at the speed of Brees Hall. He's done it again. Brees Lightning, 62 yards for the touchdown. And he's sacked again by Quinn Williams. What a beast, number 95 for the Jets. Listen, thank you. This is Play Like a Jet. My name is Scott Mason. You can follow me on Twitter at PlayLikeJet1. And it is time to answer your mailbag questions. So for that... We bring in our friend who is the editor over at JetNation.com, Mr. Glenn Naughton. Glenn, what's up, brother? Uh, me, barely. My my first night back to work last night in a couple weeks, and uh, boy, that night shift really gets you when you're not used to it. So you're saying the Commodores were wrong when they said lots of cool stuff was going down on the night shift. Well, on a psychiatric ward, I don't know if cool I don't know if cool is how I would classify it, but there is some stuff going down on the night shift. <laughs> There's by the way a really good movie that took place in a morgue. Henry Winkler was in it. It's yes. one of those lost classics called The Night Shift. I haven't seen it in a while. I think I'm going to have to dive in. That and In Bruges, which I promised you I was going to watch. So, I've got a list that I'm making right now, just like the list of questions we have, and we'll start with Lawrence Fodor. He asks, "Why can't the Jets move Mackay Becton to right tackle where he can worry about mauling in the run game instead of the left blind side. For starters, Mackay Becton doesn't want to play right tackle. So if he's going to sign somewhere, he's going to probably sign somewhere where he'll have a shot to play left tackle. Also, I just don't think that it's a match anymore. I don't think the Jets want Becton back. I don't think Becton wants to be back. We've talked about this, Glenn. What Mackay Becton had to say over the offseason in that interview with Bob Glauber about the coaching staff and basically blaming them for the injury that he sustained trying to play right tackle last year in camp. 
And then this year he started off reasonably well, but the last month or so has just been terrible. And I think it's probably the injury. Remember, once he went out with that injury and he was gone for that one game and he came back, he just hasn't been the same. But it just seems like the Jets and Becton are on different paths right now. And so I don't see him coming back. I don't think he'd want to play right tackle anyway. And I think he'll probably sign a one-year prove-it deal somewhere and hope to have a big year and then get paid after that. But I don't think that one-year prove-it deal is going to be with the Jets. Yeah, I'd, I've been saying for much of this season that I thought that I thought that's how it was going to play out, and I thought it would be with the Jets. I thought, well, they're not going to give him a big deal until he, you know they're going to need consecutive seasons of healthy play. Um, but the way he's played the last month and, and the, the interview you mentioned, I said at the time, you know, is is this something that's going to linger? You know, was that a, some of the things he said? I mean, that's a big deal. I, I think the way I said it at the time was in that interview, he sounded like a guy who was setting up a lawsuit, like literally to go public and say, I just missed a year of my career because of malpractice. I, I told this team I was hurt and they just put me out there anyway. Um, that was some serious stuff. And I wondered at the time if that would kind of seal his fate with the Jets. And then you think, well, he played okay throughout the year. You know, it, there didn't appear to be any issues. But the way he's played over the last month, I'm I'm convinced there's – I said it, what, I don't know, three, four weeks ago. I said there's no logical explanation. And, and I think I mentioned this on your on our last mailbag, Scott. The um, I know the people writing Becton off were loving this because they told us he was going to suck and he was going to be so terrible. Um, I – there's no other reason I can think of as to why he would play the worst four or five football games of his career at the very end of this season, unless there's something. He looked better than this as a rookie. He looked better than this the first time, the first eight, nine weeks this year. And then all of a sudden, he is just uh, standing there. He's a, he's a lamppost. He's just standing there, and guys are blowing by him. I think he's clearly injured, and I think the combination of poor performance due to injury with the interview, I think he is gone. As far as playing left or right tackle, maybe the way he has played at the end of this year will take some leverage away where some teams will say, look, we're not willing to bring you in unless you're willing to play right tackle. So that maybe somebody tries that with him, but I think you're right. I think, I mean, he's made it clear he wants to play the left side and that's where he's going to try to go, but I don't think it's going to be here with the Jets. They're going to, I think, let him walk and maybe be a guy they get a comp pick for. Next question comes in from Michael Christopher. He says, if the Jets actually had lost that game to Washington a couple of weeks ago, what package do you think they could have gotten for the second pick? Or would they have drafted Harrison? And if they pick between 8 and 10, what package do you think they can get if Daniels is still on the board and a team like the Raiders or Saints want him? Glenn, you think back to that game against Washington, and if only Washington had held on and won that game, as Michael said, the Jets would be sitting with that number two overall pick right now, and all they'd have to do is lose to the Patriots to secure it. I don't want to get into the whole tank versus no tank thing again, but that would obviously be a very advantageous position. My suspicion would be that if the Jets were able to go into free agency and land some players, that's when we would see the decision between drafting Marvin Harrison or trading down. But I think ultimately they would trade down because they would see this draft as an opportunity to grab a bunch of different pieces on the offensive line and pass catchers too. I just went through this. I looked at the top 64 players on the Bleacher Report top 150, because that would be the top two rounds. And 28 of them are either pass catchers 
or offensive linemen. This draft is stacked with pass catchers and offensive linemen. So trading out would have been awesome. Could have picked up some really nice pieces this year and future picks for next year, which if Rodgers returns for a second season, you'd want as well. So they would have been in a great spot or they could have taken Marvin Harrison Jr. And Glenn, we also have to remember the X factor here, Aaron Rodgers. If Aaron Rodgers went to Joe Douglas and Robert Sala and said, get me Marvin Harrison Jr., they'd get him Marvin Harrison Jr. It's that simple. So it really would have depended on what the situation would be entering the draft, whether they were able to fill certain holes in free agency. But either way, they would have been sitting in the catbird seat with a lot of great options. Now, as you said, they're most likely going to pick between 8 and 10. I don't think Daniels is going to be on the board at that point. But if he is, what could you get to slide down a couple of picks? Nothing close to what you could have gotten if you were sitting at number two. Maybe if you're lucky and there's a bunch of teams bidding, maybe you get an extra second round pick, which would be fine, but you're not going to get anything crazy. And like I said, I don't think Daniels is going to be there anyway. The Jets could have had the opportunity to get a massive trade down package, but that went out the window when they beat Washington. If you're talking about the sitting there with the number two pick, it's almost not a lot of fun to think about because we've seen teams give up absolute hauls to come up and get a quarterback. The quarterback with everything else, whether it's salary, trade compensation, the rules are just different with them. When you're sitting in that top one, two, or three, and teams know you want to come up for a quarterback, the price goes up exponentially. Um, the only chance they really have at getting a, any type of decent package at eight um, or eight through 10 is if there's a team that wants them to move down quite a bit, which isn't ideal. You don't want to do that. But if there's a team sitting at, you know, 22, and you're asking a team to move down 14, 15, 16 spots, that's where you might get a little more compensation. Um, really, at this point for the Jets, I say drop down as far as you believe you can drop down and still get yourself a tackle in the first round. Um, but the compensation isn't going to be anything, you know, anything near what it would have been if you're talking about two, you're probably you're probably talking about adding a mid round pick and a day three pick if you're lucky at this point. So um, you know, a situation that could have been one where they could have picked up, you know, three or four premium picks is probably gonna be one where if if the, first they have they have to have a team wants to trade up, which may not even happen in that range. So if they're lucky, they'll they'll move down a fair bit and, and add one or maybe two picks. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere 
and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChumbaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Play like a jet. Play like a jet. Next question comes in from Jason Klein. He asks, 2024 is an all-in season and securing the offensive line is priority. However, shouldn't the Jets consider taking a quarterback in round one? They can finally develop one the right way behind Rodgers. I feel like they should take advantage of a pick they weren't supposed to even have. Well, first of all, the problem is I don't know that there's going to be a quarterback that they would want at the spot where they pick. I think the three top quarterbacks in this draft are probably going in the top five all said and done. Those three quarterbacks, of course, Caleb Williams, Drake May, and Jaden Daniels. And beyond that, we've talked about this before, Glenn, they're not picking a quarterback in the first round. You can make a case for it, but in practical reality, it's not happening. Joe Douglas and Robert Sala need to win right now with Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers is not going to be cool with the Jets drafting a quarterback in the first round anyway. Think about it from his perspective. He came here to win right now. They made him all these promises. He's got a year, maybe two left, and they're going to go and draft some quarterback to sit behind him when they have no other picks until the third round. There's just no way to sell that to Rodgers. Douglas and Salah need to get as many pieces as they can to help Rodgers win right now to save their jobs. Woody Johnson is enamored with Aaron Rodgers and believes this team can win right now. That was the whole plan he was sold. So there's just no way they're picking a quarterback in the first round. They wouldn't have done it if they had the number one overall pick. I've been trying to tell people this. If they had the number one overall pick, they weren't going to take Caleb Williams or Drake May. They would have traded down and gotten a huge haul. That's what they would have done. So I understand why people think it might be a good idea for the Jets to pick a quarterback in the first round. Less so now because it doesn't look like they're going to be high enough to get one of the ones that they'd want anyway. But there's no chance that they're actually going to take a quarterback in the first round. They're either going to pick the best impactful offensive player they can get at their pick or they're going to trade down and try and recoup some of what they lost in the Aaron Rodgers trade. One of the two things is going to happen, but it's not going to be a quarterback. Yeah, once they're outside... Even if you wanted to say, because you and I had this conversation a couple months ago, Scott, and I said I thought if they landed in the top two, I expected them to at least have a conversation. Like, you know, and you and I had established we didn't think a quarterback was going to happen, but we also didn't think they'd be picking in the top two. When it looked like they might get there, I start thinking you at least talk about Caleb Williams and Drake May, and, you know, in your war room, you have a conversation about it. But even that, I'm kind of thinking less than a 1% chance because it really is all about Aaron Rodgers. And it's about this short window, which, as we've said, like it just got a year shorter. You thought you were going to have the guy for two to three years. Now it's one to two years. And that's if he doesn't get hurt again. So it really is about building around him so much so. And I've said this a few times, and I know people don't like it, and that's fine because I normally hate it. But I would go so far as to say the Jets should be, rather than 
having Aaron Rodgers in what would likely be his final year two years from now, rather than having him play with another first round rookie with a prominent role, I would trade that year's pick to get back into this year's first or early second round to have another premium pick of uh, another premium pick to give him this year and next to play with Rodgers versus a guy who's learning his way with Rodgers next year. It, to me, it's basically all hands on deck. And what route did the Jets have to acquiring as much talent as possible to surround Aaron Rodgers for the next two years? And part of that, to me, is trading that 2025 first round pick to get, you know, a late 2024 or early 2024 second rounder since, again, they don't have one. I, I mean, that's going to be the interesting story of the offseason to me is this team doesn't have enough picks. What what route are we going to see them take to acquire some more? Next question comes in from Lewis Kimmelman. He says, Olu Fashanu and Joe Alt are gone when the Jets draft. If that happens, would you go for a second-tier tackle or take a skill player like Rome Adunze or Brock Bowers? So first of all, I should say that Walter Cherpinski, our buddy who runs WalterFootball.com, has said that maybe Olu Fashanu's stock isn't as high among people in the league as it is with draft analysts online. I'm curious to see how this starts to shake out once the combine happens, once the senior bowl finishes, you're going to start to see more information from guys like Daniel Jeremiah and Dane Brugler, who tend to be pretty plugged in as to what's going on. So we'll see if Fashanu is thought of as highly as everybody assumes. But just for the sake of this question, if Fashanu and Alt are off the board and you get to the Jets spot right there and it's somebody like J.C. Latham or... Talise Fuaga or somebody like that or taking a receiver now again we don't know which receivers will be on the board I've talked about this everybody just assumes that Malik Neighbors is going to be the number two receiver in this draft but I think it could be Malik Neighbors it could be Rome Odunze it could be Keon Coleman let's see what Keon Coleman does at the combine because he's a very big dude and he can make some really nice plays he'd be really effective in the Jets offense what does he clock at in the 40? That's something I'm curious to see. What does his medical look like? So those guys would all be in the discussion. Me personally, it would depend entirely on how highly I have those tackles graded. It also depends, of course, on if I could get something to trade down. If I can't and I'm stuck there, though, it really is a tough call because also you have to think about what did the Jets do in the offseason? What other needs did they fill in free agency? Were they able to get a top-tier wide receiver? Were they able to do something on the offensive line? But all things equal, I guess I'd probably take Brock Bowers if that's my choice. If my choice is one of those other receivers or an offensive lineman I didn't love, I'd probably take Brock Bowers. There would be a lot of Jets fans that would be upset by that pick. But as you said, Glenn, Joe Douglas and Robert Saller are looking to save their jobs here. So if they look at the board and they think Brock Bowers is the guy that's going to be the best player to help them win right now, and we've talked about this, he can block, and he's also an insane weapon in the passing game who's perfect for what Aaron Rodgers likes to do. The two things Rodgers loves to do, quick strikes behind or near the line of scrimmage that rely on yak and 50-50 balls down the field. Bowers is ideally suited for both of those things. So I think when you look at that, it would probably be Bowers. But again, I'd have to know more information in terms of what they think of the players on the board, what they did in free agency and all that before I could give you a definitive answer. Yeah, for, for sure. With the tackles, uh, you know, I know that you and I have both mentioned a few times uh, Fuaga. He's a guy that I would consider wherever the Jets are picking. And that's really, to me, 
you know, we know Marvin Harrison is going to be off the board, but the guy you mentioned, Brock Bowers, um, that that was probably from a draft perspective. That was the one thing when they traded for Aaron Rodgers. I thought, well, damn, there goes any shot at Brock Bowers. Like as far back as two, when I watched him as a freshman at Georgia, I was like, this guy is going to be something. He's going to be a different breed. Um, and funny enough, I was watching, you know, I was doing some senior bowl prep the other day. I threw on Georgia Auburn. I'm turning it on to watch some Auburn defensive backs. And Bowers does nothing for the first two and a half, three quarters. And then he just takes over the game. And he's, you know, he's picking a big yak for touchdowns. He's carrying the pile on receptions over the middle. He's blocking and he's doing all the things. And and it kind of reminds me as I'm watching it, Jesus, like this is why I would take this guy with the eighth pick, with the ninth pick. He's going to be a game changer. So if if, if the if the top tackles are gone and the Jets are thinking it absolutely must be a tackle, I'm thinking Fuaga is the guy that I like. Um, JC Latham, here's the interesting thing about JC Latham, Scott. I tweeted this out the other day and got like 225, 250 responses. 75% of people said if he was there when the Jets are picking, they should consider him. I thought that was crazy because for the past month or so, I don't know, well, really for the past couple of years, but especially the last month or so, the number of people who have told me that Joe Douglas should have very obviously not taken Makai Becton. And the reason it's so obvious is because guys who weigh 340, 350 plus do not make it in the NFL. Now, here's a guy who weighs 360 and 75% of fans want to take him. So it's, it's, it's like, you know, which one is it? But Latham, I don't know about, I haven't, I've, from what I've seen of him, I would consider him, but I like Fuaga. I think Fuaga is more of a tone setter who just lays guys out. But if I'm the Jets in that spot, 8, 9, 10-ish, and, and Brock Bowers is still there, that's who I'm taking. Next question comes in from David. He asks, how realistic is it in free agency for the Jets to fill the wide receiver two spot and add an offensive lineman, whether it's a tackle or a guard, even if it's not a star but a solid starter? Would you agree that it would be crucial so the Jets could then focus all of their energy on getting other offensive linemen in the draft. I think the Jets are going to have to use the draft to get offensive difference makers. The offensive line, as of right now, is obviously top priority unless something happens where they're able to fill a bunch of spots in free agency, which I don't foresee. But they've got to get difference makers in the draft on the offensive side of the ball. You just talked about Brock Bowers. That would be an example. But as far as free agency, how realistic is it? I'm going through the wide receivers that are free agents. You got T. Higgins, who I think is going to get franchise tagged and probably traded. Michael Pittman Jr. is either going to re-sign or get tagged. I would bet on that with the Colts. Mike Evans probably isn't going to get tagged because they've gone back and forth and Evans has said he wants to test free agency and I think they'll have enough respect for him to not tag him. But that doesn't mean that he's not going to go back to Tampa or that he's guaranteed to sign with the Jets if he shakes loose. Marquise Brown, I'm going to be honest, I really don't think much of him. He's really not that good, and I think he may stay in Arizona because he's best friends with Kyler Murray, but I guess he's better than what they have, but that's it. Calvin Ridley is the interesting name here because if the Jaguars re-sign him to a long-term deal, they give up a second-round pick. If they don't, it's a third-round pick. So they have a decision to make here. Do they tag him? Do they let him test the market? Do they bring him back on an expensive contract and get that third-round pick bumped up to a second-rounder? I don't know. And granted, Ridley hasn't been amazing this year, but he was shaking off the rust early on. He's going to have close to 1,000 yards, and I think he's got about seven touchdowns. He'd be a huge improvement at wide receiver, too. So I would be very happy if the Jets could get Calvin Ridley heading into the draft. It would give them a lot more flexibility. And then you've got Darnell Mooney, who's okay, I guess, better than what they have, but I don't know if I'd say he's receiver, too. Gabe Davis. 
He's flashed at times, but really doesn't impress me all that much as a wide receiver too. Odell Beckham Jr., same thing as last year. He's okay, but he doesn't move the needle, I don't think. Tyler Boyd, he's an interesting one. You'd be betting on the upside because he's been the number three receiver in that Bengals offense all this time. He's not a terrible fallback option if they can't get somebody else. And Curtis Samuel, I like him as a jack-of-all-trades type, but I'm just not sure that he's a guy that you want to rely on as a number two receiver. I think he's fine, and he's from the area, so that's good, but I don't think that he's a guy that would solve your wide receiver problems. And as far as the offensive line, there are a couple of names. I know Jonah Williams has been thrown out there, but honestly, Jonah Williams isn't even that good, and he's probably the best guy that's going to be available I think Robert Hunt may be available, but I think the Dolphins will probably work proactively to get him re-signed, and also he's had injury issues, so I think the Jets are going to probably end up having to get like a George Fant type of player who's like a serviceable, okay guy that they can start if they have to. Probably going to be the situation for the Jets in the offseason on the offensive line. I think they've got a much better chance of landing a wide receiver too. I don't think it's a cinch that they can do it, but I think there's a better chance they can do that than get quality offensive linemen. And you are right. They do need the flexibility, but it can't just be offensive line, although that should be top priority. They've got to figure out a way to get multiple offensive difference makers in this draft and in free agency. And it's not going to be easy. Joe Douglas, Robert Sala, and all of them are going to have their work cut out for them. Yeah, I think that is always the toughest thing with free agency, right, is forecasting who's actually going to be there because looking at a list now doesn't do a whole lot for us. There seem to be a lot of, and I don't know if it's people, you know, clickbait or whatever, but a lot of a lot of national writers seem to feel like there's a good chance T. Higgins makes it to free agency. I would be shocked if he doesn't get a huge deal. And you mentioned the guys like Pittman, Evans. I don't see them going anywhere either. Um, uh, one guy I don't think you mentioned, Scott, who's – and, and I, I don't know why – We've seen such a production dip from him the last couple of years because he had Justin Fields year one, but Darnell Mooney was a thousand yard receiver a couple of years ago. And he's a guy who I think will make it to free agency, especially if the bears as expected are going to draft Marvin Harrison jr. Uh, which a lot, there seems to be some momentum heading that way as, as Justin Fields' play seems to be improving. So there are some guys out there, you know, the, the one thing that's nice that's different from the past is the jets were often looking for a receiver, um, and it was normally looking for a receiver one, and that guy was going to be the first legitimate weapon on the offense. So you had to land a monster. Whereas now you are looking for a number two guy, and especially if you're if you're willing to draft a guy like Brock Bowers. You know, between what what we've seen them do with Brees Hall in recent weeks, with what we've seen Garrett Wilson do, if you add a guy like Bowers, it kind of it's a little bit less. It doesn't have to be. Some, you know, it doesn't have to be a Mike Evans or a Michael Pittman. Somebody like Ridley or Mooney might be absolutely fine for what they need. And of course, you consider a project receiver in the draft as well. Um, if they get, and really, if they get it, if they end up getting a second rounder somehow, I think receiver is in play there because you want to stock the shelf, you know, stock the cupboard with as many weapons as possible. So, Mooney is a guy that I'm I'm actually planning on watching in the coming weeks to kind of try to get a feel for why his production has dipped so much. Glenn Naughton, editor, Jet Nation. Thanks so much for coming on and answering some mailbag questions with me. Really appreciate it. Make sure you check out everything Glenn's doing at JetNation.com and check out everything we're doing at PlayLikeAJet.com and the Play Like a Jet YouTube channel, YouTube.com slash PlayLikeAJet. Make sure you give us a five-star review for the podcast on iTunes as well. It doesn't cost you any money. It doesn't take you any time, but it goes a long way to help us out. So if you could go ahead and do that for us, we'd be quite grateful. And for the latest and greatest in New York Jets podcasts and content, you know where to go. That's Play Like a Jet Digital and PlayLikeAJet.com.
Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandslots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandslots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Protect your dream home with American Family Insurance. And you can weather any storm. You'll also save up to 25% by bundling home, auto, and life. American Family Insurance. Get a quote. Find an agent at AmFam.com. Products not available in every state. Discounts may not apply to all coverages on an auto or home policy. Discounts do not apply to life insurance policies. Visit AmFam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating companies, American Family Life Insurance Company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin.